You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. What do Taylor Swift, Jennifer Garner, and the Travel Hacking Moms all have in common? We're all fans of Capital One. Keep listening as we discuss our favorite ways to redeem Capital One Venture Miles. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. We are super excited to talk about Capital One Venture Miles today. Honestly, these miles weren't that good just a couple of years ago. They had really good marketing like Jennifer Garner and Taylor Swift. But in the last couple of years, they have really stepped up their game A couple of years ago, they improved the transfer ratio for their miles. So you used to not be able to transfer them one-to-one to to their transfer partners, which made them a lot less valuable. And they added a bunch of airline transfer partners. And so it was almost like overnight, Capital One went from like no one in the points and miles space really ever talking about them much to all of a sudden their credit cards being incredibly valuable now that you could transfer one-to-one and they added a ton of airline transfer partners at the same time. So I am going to kick it off by sort of just giving a quick rundown of the cards that earn Venture Miles or Spark Miles. Spark Miles are basically the business card equivalent of Venture Miles. There are three personal cards that earn Venture Miles. Those are the Capital One Venture One card. That is a no annual fee card. And then there's the Capital One Venture card, which is probably the one that you are all most familiar with. And then there's the more newbie to the group, and that is the Capital One Venture X. That's one of our favorite cards. We're going to get into that one in a little more detail later. Then there are three business cards. So there is a new Venture X business card that is currently invitation only. We have not heard if or when it's going to be publicly available, but it's on our radar to pay attention to. Then there's the Spark Miles for Business and the Spark Miles Select for Business. So here's the deal with Capital One business cards. They count towards 524, the Chase 524 rule. If you are new and you don't know what that means, it is basically Chase's rule that they will deny you If you have been approved for five or more cards from any bank in the past 24 months, normally business cards don't count, but with Capital One, they do. So if you don't hear us talk about Capital One business cards very often, that is why. The business cards honestly don't have that great of welcome offers considering they count towards 524. So I would rather have a Chase Inc. preferred that's going to get me 100,000 Chase points and not count towards 524 versus a Capital One business card that's only going to get me 50,000 Capital One miles and is going to count towards 524. So that's why we don't really talk about them very much. I don't think any of us have a Capital One business card. No, I don't. Me either. So that is why. And then there's also a couple of cash back cards. There is the Saber 
card and the Spark Cash Plus. These are cashback cards, but the cashback can be converted to Venture Miles if you have one of those other cards like the Venture X or the Venture. They're kind of like the Capital One equivalent of the Chase Freedom Unlimited and Freedom Flex. Like those cards are only cashback cards unless you have a Sapphire Preferred or a Reserve, then you can convert them. Same sort of deal with Capital One. Again, the welcome offers on those aren't that great. They count towards 524. That's another reason why you probably don't hear us talk about those. And I don't have any of those either. Do you? No. I don't have any of the cashback cards or any of the business cards. So our favorites are the Venture and the Venture X. Those are the ones you will likely hear us talk about the most. Those are the best, in our opinion. Pam is going to go into both of those very shortly, but just some quick application tips with Capital One. So you can have both the Venture and the Venture X. Capital One is a little bit tricky with approvals. They don't have a 524 rule the way that Chase does. You know, we can sort of make a very educated guess on whether Chase is going to approve you for a card or not based on your 524 status, based on when the last time you applied for a card. With Capital One, it's like very random, I feel. <laughs> and so they seem to be inquiry sensitive to cards that you have opened in the past six months. There's no hard and fast rule. This is just something that we've observed. So while we normally encourage people to apply for Chase cards they want first because of the Chase 524 rule, there's also a case for applying for a Capital One Venture or Venture X early on in your travel hacking game because if they are sensitive to new inquiries and you wait and you apply for it third or fourth, you may get denied. Even if you have a great credit score, even if you pay off your bills every month, you may get denied. And so it's a little bit frustrating because we don't have a hard and fast rule with Capital One. And I can say like I've experienced that when the Venture X first came out, I had my husband, well, I applied for it for my husband and he got denied for it. And I was like, oh man, like I really wanted us to get that card. You know, he has over 800 credit score. Everything looks really good for, you know, we should be approved for a card. And I was like, I bet I'm not going to get approved for it then because our credit and the amount of cards we have looks very similar. But I was able to get it. They approved me for it. And so that's what's tricky is like, in like I know for my mom, she's had times where like she opens more credit cards than me and she's been approved for some cards. I'm like, how did you get that? Like, this isn't fair. So and then on the flip side, he was able to get the venture card, but I haven't I haven't applied for it again. This was like years ago. And I just haven't tried to get it again because I haven't needed it yet. It's I'm going to get it at some point. But it's like, okay, he got the venture, but not the venture X. And I got the venture X, but I didn't get the venture. And so Capital One is so random. And we do get a lot of messages from people who are like, I just got denied for a venture card. Like, what do I do? And they're like, they're really stressed about it. Like, I just want to like bring this up because I feel like people get a denial and they feel like the world is crashing down on them or it's like the worst possible thing can happen. And while it's like a bummer, it's not going to be like a terrible thing for your credit if you have a denial. Like it is okay. And so if you decide to go for Capital One and you've opened a bunch of cards, like you could still totally get it. Like I got the Venture X and I've been opening a bunch of cards. 
It's just the unpredictability is a little hard. Like people will ask, here's kind of what's going on. Do you think I'll be able to get it? And I'm always like, I really don't know. They are so unpredictable. You really, the only way you're going to know is if you apply and just see what happens. And if you get denied, it's totally okay. You just wait a little while. Like, mom, you have experience with that, right? You tried a few times to get a venture card. Oh, completely. And in fact, your dad got the Venture X. I've never gotten it. Exactly the same story that you have. Then I got the Venture card and he didn't get that. And that is the most recent card he has. So he is now holding the Venture X and the Venture. And I'm feeling kind of risky. So I think it's about time for me to go after the Venture X now again. And I just say always, they are so quirky. That's what I say about them. You just, they're quirky. You can't figure it out. You know, if you're in this game, you will get denials. In fact, I've been going through some denials on Chase business cards and I'm losing my head over that. So, you know, it just happens and you just move on and revisit it later, move on to a different issuer and you just have to, but it's hard not to take it personal at first. And even still, it's hard for me not to take it personal, but yeah. Venture is very quirky. I remember the first time you were denied for a venture or venture card and you were so mad because you're like, I have a lot of money in my account with them. How could they deny me? And you were like, I'm going to pull my money out. You took it so personal. <laughs> I was so mad. And I don't think that Capital One has a reconsideration line the same way that Chase does. I have never heard of someone being able to call Capital One and get that decision reversed. So when people tell me they've been denied and ask what they can do, I'm like, you really can't do anything. Like it's what's done is done and you got to just move on and look for another car that you think would be a good fit. I think your advice was really good, though, that like if you want a venture card and you're just starting out, it is a good idea and it is totally fine to give up one of your 524 slots for a venture card, especially early on where you don't have a lot of cards yet. Because I do, I think that's the only thing that makes it a little more predictable is if you don't have a lot of cards and you haven't been, you know, opening them frequently, then, you know, if you're getting it early on in your travel hacking, I do think you'll be more successful. But your dad has tons of cards. He has about the same as me, same score, everything. He's got two of them. So, uh, yeah, they're just quirky. All right, Pam, tell everyone listening why Venture and Venture X are our favorite of all the different Capital One cards. Well, let's talk about the Venture X card that I have never gotten. So the Venture X card is their premium version of their personal card. A lot of people freak out when they hear that the annual fee is $395. But when you think of the benefits that it has, it really ends up being nothing. Or at least, right, the first year it's going to be like $95, depending on how you use all the benefits. But the biggest benefit that comes with that $395 annual fee is that you get a $300 travel credit when you use it in their travel portal. So that right there knocks it down to $95. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, if I'm only paying $95 and I'm getting points or miles that are worth almost $1,000, that's a green light for me every time, every day. I do that as often as I could. But it gets better if you decide to keep the card and it has some really good benefits. On your anniversary, you're going to get 10,000 venture miles put into your account. 
that makes that card a zero from then on. And so it is a no-brainer. So you look at that $395, you take off the $300 travel credit, you take off the 10,000 points you get on your account anniversary. That's pretty awesome, but it gets better because Capital One has the second best airport lounge access. Second only to, come on, that's an opinion. <laughs> yeah, to me, well, I mean, Chase, Chase Sapphire Reserve is also really good. Capital One, though, Venture X, Airport Lounge Access is the best lounge access, I would say, for family. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. So what she's saying <laughs> is the first one is the Amex Platinum. She's just I, an Amex Platinum girl. Yes, I, I am. I'm an Amex Platinum girl. I'm a Centurion Lounge girl. So with the Airport Lounge Access that you get with the Capital um, One Venture X, you can go into Capital One Lounges. We've talked about them before. There's currently only one in Dallas. But one is supposed to open up really soon. I wish I knew the date here in Denver. And then another one is opening up and there will be others. You can get into Priority Pass lounges. They're not only in the United States, but they're internationally. You can get into Plaza Premium lounges, again, more internationally. You can uh, become a member of the Hertz President's Circle status. And I've never used that. Have either of you used that? Yeah, I've used it. I what I do is if I book a Hertz rental car, like through Priceline, I have the Hertz app on my phone. And if I just put in my, because I know a lot of people wonder, like, do I still get my status if I book through like a third party? And when I've done it, I always get my status. So basically like. And I never have. You haven't? No. Well, that's weird. I How I do is I just put my Hertz present circle number, my Hertz number in Priceline. And then it shows up in my Hertz app. And like, I don't have to go to the counter. I just go to like in the parking garage area, like their little booth there. I get my keys. I go. So it's worked for me, but I, but I do agree that it doesn't work. Like you, you, it can be hit and miss. I've had really good success though. Yeah. I think it also has to do with the class of car you book. And I'm assuming for your family, you're booking bigger cars. Yeah, and so, I think, so that's why. So I think you have to book an intermediate or above to have them honor your status. There's nothing in writing about that. This is just what I've gathered based on data points that I've heard. I personally only use the Hertz President Circle as a means to matching to Avis preferred status. And then I use my Avis preferred status because I find Hertz to be way too expensive and I can book Avis through Costco travel. So I will book Avis through Costco travel. I have my Avis preferred status that I matched from Hertz and they Costco travel has always honored my Avis preferred status. So I do find it valuable for that, for being able to status match. You know what? And I also am like, because I always get a minivan, I'm not like looking for an upgrade. And so like to me, like the president circle stuff like doesn't really matter that much. I always just book what's cheapest. And I've actually just somehow ended up getting hurts the last few times just because I actually book through auto slash and then they usually find me a deal on Priceline. But it's just kind of been the cheapest lately. Rental car status is 100% for me about being able to skip the line. Oh, yeah. And just go straight to your car. Yeah. Like, I'm the same way. I don't really care what type of car I get. I just don't want to stand in the line. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, you guys have me really excited because I just booked on Priceline today for an SUV for an upcoming um, Hawaii trip. 
And I'm going back in there and add my Hertz number and we will check this out. Cause yeah, I, that's the worst is to stand in line, um, waiting for your car. And especially when you go to Hawaii, it seems like the lines are ridiculous. So I will check that out. Just download the Hertz app and then you can find your car. Like you can find your reservation in the Hertz app. Awesome. Again, Pam learned something on this podcast. So, okay, so there's still a couple other things that when you have the Venture X card, you will get a statement credit for global entry or TSA pre-check. So even that first year, if you use that and you use that $300 travel credit, you're paying nothing for the card. And then a really huge, great benefit is that it has primary rental coverage. So I will be taking that card with us when we go to Hawaii and we haven't had to pay for the car yet, but that's what I'll be putting on it. So it's just a really, really good card. I can't wait till I get it one of these days. It is probably the personal card on my list. And since my husband just got his second venture card, I think I'm ready to apply again. So the second personal card is just the venture card. It comes with a $95 annual fee. That's the one that my husband just got approved for. We are almost through meet minimum spend on it. And it comes with a statement credit for a global entry or TSA pre-check. So that virtually makes that card free if you use that um, the first year. One of the things I really like about my venture cards is that they earn a flat two times on all purchases makes it so easy. If you're someone who doesn't want to think about category spends and what card are you going to use for this and what card are you going to use for groceries and what card should I use for gas? Sometimes I just carry that with me when I don't want to think about it. As I've said before, I don't get too caught up with what category spending because I'm usually trying to meet minimum spend on a new card. And so I just make sure I always have my Capital One or my husband's Capital One Venture X card in my wallet. And then it can become one of my go-to cards. I also really like it because it doesn't have foreign transaction fees. And it is probably the number one card that I use when I travel internationally. I also want to say that if I had, I think the Venture X, well, not for Pam since she can't get it yet, but for me and Alex, the Venture X is a keeper card. I will pay that $395 every single year for me and my husband. We both have the Venture X. I will pay that every single year. And if I had to choose between the Venture X and the Venture, I would choose the Venture X, no question, because the $300 annual travel credit, all right, that effectively makes it $95 annual fee, exact same as the regular venture. 10,000 bonus points. That's at least $100 right there. And it comes with so many more protections. The Venture X does not have the primary car rental insurance. The Venture X doesn't have cell phone protection. The Venture X doesn't have trip cancellation. You mean the Venture? I mean, yeah, the Venture. The Venture X has all the good stuff. The Venture doesn't. Yeah, the regular Venture doesn't have cell phone protection or trip cancellation insurance. And so it is a no-brainer for me to have the Venture X in my wallet every single year. Agreed. Just can you cancel it and reapply though? Would you do that at some point so that you could get the bonus again? Um, yeah, I well, here's the deal. Like we talked about 
they're a little bit weird with their approvals. Right. And so it does make me a little bit nervous to cancel it and then not be able to get approved again. Yeah, I'd want to see some data points from someone else. And that's the problem. There's not a ton of data points about like people getting those bonuses again. I'm interested to see data points, but it does make me a little bit hesitant to close it and then not be able to reopen it. Yeah, I completely understand and agree with that. All right, Alex, what about some ways to redeem Venture Miles? What do you got? Okay, so first of all, Venture Miles are some of the easiest points to redeem Thanks to being able to use what's called like cover your purchases. So when you go into your account, there's a button there that says cover your purchases. And basically what that means is you can apply your points to cover any travel related purchase. So your points are worth one cent per point when you do this. So if you have, you know, 75,000 venture miles, you can write off $750 of travel expenses. So this is just a really easy thing to do. Like you don't really have to think about it. So if somebody is just starting out on travel hacking and maybe using transfer partners seems overwhelming. This is definitely an option. The downside is you can get so much more value from your points if you use them in other ways. Another thing I want to mention is you have 90 days from when you make your travel purchase to then go erase it. So what's really cool is like I've had people say, oh, I want to use points to like get my rental car or like book this hotel, but we're going on the trip in like 60 days and I don't have the points yet. Like, what should I do? And I'm like, my first thought is, well, you're out of luck. Like, You kind of need to already have that booked, not be trying to get the points for it. But the cool thing is, is if you open a venture card, you put that expense on it, that expense will count towards your minimum spend. You're like $4,000 of minimum spend. And then if you needed to, if you decided to use your points on that travel expense, you have 90 days. Like once you hit the complete minimum, so you could apply your points to erase that purchase. So that's pretty cool for like last minute travel. This is also a really good option if you want to buy Disneyland tickets. Um, you just want to make sure you buy them from like a travel agency, like Getaway Today, because if you buy them from Disneyland, they're not going to code as travel. They'll code as entertainment. This is a good option if you want to book cruises, if you're more of an Airbnb, VRBO type of traveler. And just other things that you can't typically use points for, that's a good way. That's like what you can use the cover your purchases for. So I know some people like, you know how us three, we're trying to like maximize our points. So like, okay, I'm going to save my venture miles for like a business class flight. But some people are just trying to go on a trip and get that trip down to zero. So if you're like, I don't really care about traveling internationally. We just want to go to Disneyland. Then this is a great option to get that trip down to zero. So I think some people get caught up in this is a bad way to use my points or and this is a good way. Like there's no bad and good. It's what works for you and your style of travel. And so if your idea is to get your trip down to zero, the purchase eraser can be a really good tool to help you get there. But going into that, transferring your points is hands down going to get you the most value. And that is what the three of us do. But, you know, where our goals are to travel in business class and go internationally. So just do what works for you. This is where Pam says you do you. Exactly. So let's talk a bit about like combining and transferring miles because Capital One, while they are a little unclear about some other things, this is one of the areas where they shine and they're super clear about. Yeah. So Capital One is probably the most generous bank when it comes to 
combining your points with someone else, transferring your points to someone else. So you can transfer or combine Venture Miles with anyone else who has a card that earns Venture Miles. And so it doesn't, like with Chase, it can only be someone that lives in your household. That is not the case with Capital One. I could transfer my points to Alex. I could transfer my points to Pam. Yeah, you can do anyone. And so, and there is no limit to how many you can transfer. So I could transfer 100,000 points to Alex. Pam could transfer 500,000 venture miles to me. So there is no cap and you can transfer to anyone. The only, I'm going to say downside, it's really just more of like a headache. You have to call to do it. You can't do it online. And so I have done it and it is super, super easy. I just called the number on the back of my Venture X card and my husband sent me his miles. We did have to both be on the phone for that. And so I just called them on speakerphone on my phone and we did it. The call took less than five minutes. So it's really easy, but just like one little extra step in there. But it's worth it to be able to combine those points or transfer those points to someone else and have no cap and no fee to do so. Okay, let's go on now talking about our favorite ways that we have used our venture miles. So let's start with the international business class flights. Like I said, that's how the three of us primarily like to use our venture miles. Um, it would work amazingly well for international economy flights too. So if economy is your thing and you're like, I wanted my points to stretch further, really, really great option for international economy flights. So one of my favorite ways I've used my venture miles was when my mom and I went to Paris last October. We flew from JFK to Frankfurt and I flew in business class. It was 87,000 miles one way. And from there, we just took a cheap flight to Paris. So that was an amazing flight. And yeah, one of my favorite ways I've used my venture miles. What about you, Jess? Mine is hands down Turkish Airlines business class for 45,000 miles each way. Cannot be beat. That's insane. Like that just blows mine out of the water because mine is kind of expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit trickier to find those promotional business class flights on Turkish, but Turkish is an incredibly valuable pro just frequent flyer program. And that was one of the ones that Capital One added to their transfer partners a couple of years ago, which people were like, wow, not only can you transfer one to one, you can now transfer to Turkish. Like that's huge. So yeah, I booked a round trip flight from Houston to Athens for 90,000 Turkish Airlines miles in business class total. So 45,000 each way. I transferred those from Capital One and I got an amazing value for my points by doing that. And I've, we've all done the Turkish Airlines business class and it is so good. Yeah. Like one of my favorites. I'm doing it again in October for my trip to Istanbul. I'm flying, I'm going to Istanbul this time. So I'm flying Houston to Istanbul on Turkish and it was 45,000 miles. What about you, Pam? Yeah, I've been looking at those, you know, here and there. And as long as you look quite a ways out. Okay. You've got to look like almost a year out. I've seen several times where it's 45K. I'm just like, I just need to pull the plug on another trip and just decide that that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So you had a pretty big stash then. Well, it, crazy thing is I've never used Venture Miles until last week. 
So my husband and I both had Capital One Venture Miles, never used them, just waiting for that right thing to do. And all of a sudden, we had booked a trip for next spring to Kenya, where we're staying at a JW Merritt that is phenomenal. I've talked about it, I think, on our Facebook group. I'm sure I'll be doing a podcast when we get back. And so we need to get to Nairobi. So I'm looking and I'm looking, I'm trying to figure out how are we going to do this? I'm looking at lots of different ways. And all of a sudden I find that we can travel from JFK on Air France, stop over in Paris onto Nairobi in business class. So I used both of our stash of miles to make that happen. I mean, it wasn't cheap. It was 95K each. But usually when you're going that far, like Africa, you figure that you're going to have to pay more. It's not like I'm booking this super far out. It's pretty far out. But I was really excited about it. And now I need to get some more Capital One Venture Miles. My husband, we're almost through with his spend. And so he's going to get 75K. If they are so kind as to give me the Venture X, I'll get 75K again. So, yeah, I'm excited about that, um, that way of using my Venture Miles that I've held on to for so long. Okay, so let's kind of move on now to another way that we've used them for U.S. domestic flights. So Capital One doesn't have a whole lot of transfer partners that are U.S.-based airlines. But what you can do is you can book domestic flights through some of their other airline partners. So we're going to kind of explain how that works in a little more detail by using airline alliances. So, Mom, why don't you go ahead and share first how you've used Capital One to book domestic flights? There's a kind of a complicated, a little harder way to get to Hawaii primarily from the East Coast. Now, I did this both times from Denver, so I didn't have to be exactly on the East Coast. But you can transfer your points into Turkish miles, and you won't believe the cost of this, but my sister and I did it. We did round-trip tickets. It was 15K each round-trip. So it's 7.5K to get over to... Maui. I think it works for Kauai too. I mean, it is like the deal of the century. It's insane. And I have been able to do it twice. We've had many readers that have done it. We have a post on the website that tells how to do it. But my disclaimer is this. I've tried to do it this year and I haven't had luck. So I don't know if it's becoming harder or if I'm just picking the bad dates. So if anybody listening has done this recently, please let me know so that I can get excited about it again, because it really is the most incredible deal. I know we had a um, some readers there. I think there were six of them that did it and she did it. So she did it she, over one sign up bonus. She was able to take her parents and two children and her husband and herself. And we've got that post on our website too. So it can be done. Just don't expect it to be easy. Did you say that it was on United Airlines, the flight? Did we say that part? No, I don't think I said that. So you're not flying Turkish Airlines. You're flying a member of the Star Alliance because it's they're the same alliance. So actually it's on United Airlines. And the crazy thing is, is that if I'd gone and booked that flight, 
it would have been at least 45,000 or more um, round trip. And I only paid 15K. So it's pretty amazing. I've done it twice also. And it is amazing. You do need to pack your patience, though, when you're dealing with Turkish Airlines. And did you guys call them? And we'll put a link in the show notes to that blog post that you wrote, Mom, about how to do that. But remind me, emailing works best, right? I did not call. I did not call them. No, it did for me. I looked up the flights. They were Saver Flights on United, had the numbers. I had this. And I think in our post, we have a little sample letter that you can write. I copied that little letter and I sent it off to them. I sent it to three or four different um, booking offices. I heard back from a couple of them. It was back and forth, back and forth, sending information, getting information, sending over copies of my credit card, of my driver's license, of my sister's driver's license. I mean, it was back and forth, but we did it. Pam, I don't know if I told you this, but I booked it a couple months ago and I was able to do it online. Really? So I don't know if they somehow updated their system now, Mm. but I booked it, I think it was two or three months ago and I was able to do it online. So is it for one that you're, that's coming up or the one that you? Yeah, no, we're going to Kauai in March for spring break, March, 2024. Then it still works. So I did it for our flight home. So it's from Kauai to Houston for 7,500 miles per person. Yeah, that's crazy. Are you flying the red eye? Yes, and I'm scared. I'll, I'll send you all the good vibes. I couldn't pass it up, you know? I'm like, I know. I'm like, seven thousand. I'd rather just be tired for a day or go to the spa the next day. So speaking of Hawaii, Another one of my favorite ways to use these miles, and it's a little bit less tricky than going through Turkish. And also, I find the availability to be better is you can fly from the West Coast to Hawaii for 13,000 British Airways Avios each way. I have had the best luck searching from LAX or San Jose. Those have been my two best options. You book it through British Airways, but you were actually either flying on American Airlines Metal or Alaska Airlines Metal. While it's not 7,500, 13,000 obvious each way is still a steal. So I just did that for my most recent trip to, no, I did Southwest. The one before that, <laughs> we did the British Airways trick, and we flew from Kauai to LA for 13,000 avios. And then we just stayed overnight in LA. And the next morning we flew back to Houston. I've seen quite a bit of availability um, doing that out of San Francisco too. It is then on Alaska Airlines. And honestly, for me, it's like if I try to do Turkish next time and I can't do it online, I'm jumping over to that British Airways deal because It's not that much more. It's very affordable and it's way easier to do in books. So anyway, I think even someone from the East Coast taking a positioning flight to the West Coast, it's such a long day of travel. If you're traveling from the East Coast, you almost want to spend the night anyway that I think I'd just go to LAX, spend the night there, maybe go to the beach and stuff, and then continue on to Hawaii. Agree. Okay. I realize... We were talking about domestic flights. <laughs> Mine's not domestic, but it is an airline alliance option. So I'm based out of Salt Lake. 
Delta's a hub here. Delta has some ridiculous pricing sometimes. And especially sometimes when I've looked at flights to Cancun, I actually have a trip coming up with Jess in September. And I didn't tell you this, Jess, but I just rebooked that and got some points back a couple of days ago. So there's another tidbit of information is always check back and rebook. I That's my second time rebooking that flight and getting a points refunded back to me. So I actually booked our flight with Jess directly on Delta, but I found some flights that I could book on Virgin Atlantic. I would be on a Delta flight, but booking through Virgin Atlantic, and they charge just 25000 round trip for that same flight. The flight I booked is on Delta because I already had a bunch of Delta miles. So I was like, well, I'll just do this for now since I have the miles. And it's 35000 Like since I rebooked it, I got it down to 35000 But if you don't have Delta miles, like the nice thing about Virgin Atlantic is they are a transfer partner with all four major banks. And so it's really easy to get a lot of points. So if you're like me, you're based out of Salt Lake or a Delta hub, Virgin Atlantic and Air France are both really good options. And Capital One transfers to Air France too. So those are both really good options if you're wanting to book either domestic flights or if you're wanting any like Delta operated flight, like to Cancun or Cabo, anywhere like that, to try to find them for less points by looking through Virgin Atlantic or Air France. So I haven't done it yet, but when like I run low on my Delta miles, I'm kind of like, I'll just might as well use some of my Delta miles now because they're not incredibly valuable. I'd rather save my Capital One Venture miles for other things if I can just use my Delta miles. But if you don't have them, it's a really good option. All right. So what about hotel options, Alex? Have you redeemed any? I've never redeemed Capital One miles for lodging. Either like, I haven't either. Um, but there are some good options. Like one of their transfer partners is Wyndham Rewards. And this is something that my mom and I have talked about, like maybe trying out sometimes because there's some really nice options. You can book Vacasa vacation rentals through Wyndham Rewards, and they're really cheap. They start at 15,000 points a night per bedroom. So what's really cool is you can sometimes find some one bedrooms that will sleep six or more people because they'll have like a loft area or something else. Like there's enough room for that many people, but it's technically listed as a one bedroom. So you're only paying the 15,000 points. If you want to get a two bedroom, you're going to be looking at spending 30,000 points. So for each additional bedroom, it goes up 15,000 points. So there are some nice options in Hawaii that I've seen. Vacasa vacation rentals aren't like everywhere. It's not as like, it's not like Airbnb where you can literally find one anywhere, but there's some really good options. And I feel like, I know we had a listener that used Vacasa for a really nice place in Costa Rica and so it's a really nice option for families or if you want to be able to have a kitchen, have a little more space, I would definitely look into that. And I know that's something that's kind of been on our radar. I just am kind of a hotel person. I think all three of us, I know Pam is a hotel person. But I'm also into, just like I like to hotel hop, I like to check things out. So I'm all about checking this out at least once. I want to Go somewhere in Hawaii. She'll do it for the le- listeners and the readers so she can write a blog post about I'll it. I'll do it for the team. Yeah. Yeah. And then also Choice Hotels is another option. I actually have used Choice Points before. I prefer, if I have City Points, I prefer to transfer from City because City transfers one to two to Choice. So like 5,000 City Points would be 10,000 Choice Points, whereas with Capital One, it's just one to one. But if you don't have City Points, then Capital One could be a really good option 
for Choice Hotels. We stayed at a Choice Hotel in Venice that is an amazing redemption for families. The nice thing about Choice is that all of their rooms and suites are the same standard price. So you can book a standard one king room for the same amount of points it's going to cost you to book like a suite at the same hotel. And so we booked a suite in Venice using choice points for super cheap. So especially internationally, choice is a really good option for lodging. And then the last option I wanted to bring up really quickly is Virgin Red is also a transfer partner of Capital One. And with Virgin Red, you can book Virgin Voyages. This is their cruise line. And the key here is like the cruises aren't always available to book on points. They kind of come and go. But when they have them available, they can have some really, really good rates. So like we have one listener who just like a couple weeks ago, she, well, <laughs> I guess it'd be like a month ago by the time this airs. <laughs> but she booked a cruise that was going to stop be stopping in Greece and Croatia for seven nights for 80,000 points total for the two of them, which is just like kind of unreal that you can book a seven night cruise in Europe for two people for 80,000 points. And these rooms that you book on the points, from what I understand, like they weren't just like, oh, here's like the closet. These were rooms that like had a balcony, like the ocean view balconies and stuff. So I think that sounds really awesome. Like, and I'm not a cruiser. I've actually never been on one, but I think it'd be really cool to try that out sometime. The other thing too is these are adults only cruises. So if that's kind of your vibe and you're like, I want to leave the kids at home and go relax on a cruise, that could be a really economical way to do it. Um, you just, like I said before, they're not always available to book with points. You know, I was reading about them. I'm really intrigued. I've got a husband who says he will never go on a cruise again. But the next time a deal comes out, I do want to book one. I have to find someone to go with me. But as I was looking at it, it's like they're all inclusive, even to tipping. And usually if you go on a cruise, tipping can be kind of spendy. And so it really is a good deal. And so I am happy to take one for the team and do that the next time one comes up and then I can report back. So you're going to be doing your Vacasa vacation rental and your cruise. Oh, I take one for the team all the time. It's a hard life. What a tough thing to take for the team. I've got to go get an amazing vacation rental somewhere. And now I have to go on a fancy cruise. Exactly. Well, we hope that you've all learned more about Venture Miles, how to earn and how to redeem them. In our opinion, they are some of the easiest and most beginner-friendly cards as you earn two times on all of your purchases. You don't even have to worry about maximizing your category spins. If you're interested in opening a Capital One Venture card, we've included links to both the Venture X and the Venture in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this podcast with your friends and leave a review. We appreciate it so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.